everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Al Jazeera podcast. In this episode, we will talk about family in both Yemen and Arizona. My name's Ruby, and I'm a student at the University of Arizona. I'm here with Rowan, a student from a university in Yemen. Hi, Ruby. I'm so glad to be here, and uh, thanks for the introduction. It's an important topic to talk about today. I completely agree with you, Rowan. Family is the foundation that we're all given at birth, and it helps dictate the way that we live our lives. And Encyclopedia Britannica actually defines family as a group of persons united by the ties of marriage, blood, or adoption. But the problem with this is that a specific definition for family manifests in many different ways. And the definition can entirely cover every different family that has a different situation, which can leave people who don't have the same circumstances or have unique situations, it can make them feel left out and as if they did not grow up in the way that they should have by society standards. I agree, Ruby, and um, yes, let me add that in my opinion, uh, like family is not only your parents and siblings, friends can also be your family. Um, friends who have been in our life over the years or in various stages are definitely like family to us as well. So um, the family is the people that stay beside me, even in the hardest of times, the worst of the worst times, and even whenever something is very wrong with us. Yeah, I completely agree. And that can be coming from your friends or your schoolmates or actual family or for friends that have family that you're close to. I mean, I've had these experiences with people that aren't just in the same bloodline as me. And honestly, people who aren't in the same bloodline as me have proven themselves to act more like family than my own has in many scenarios. So it's hard to find a specific definition because it can't cover all of these unique facets of what family could look like. Well, Ruby, um, family in Yemen means literally everything. Like when I want to identify family and what does it mean to be many people, um, I'll answer that family is not only a word to us, it's a feeling, it's a source of a strength, it's a blessing. It's the only thing that makes you want to succeed in life and uh, the only thing that gives you purpose in life. That's really interesting and I'm sure that it means a lot. And I think that it means just as much in the United States, especially more so traditionally, um, like for my grandparents, family was everything and you grew up in your parents' house and you did everything with your family and then you only left so that you could build your own family. But it seemed like in my parents' generation and then especially in my generation, a lot of that importance got lost when more opportunities opened up to everyone. And now people focus more on their work and their lifestyle and their closer immediate family than they do about the traditional values of wanting to spend time with their bloodline. Yeah, that's really nice, completely. And uh, for us, family means the people who will stand by my side, no matter what happens, even uh, something goes wrong. The outer world loves me when I'm strong and effective and dislikes me when I'm weak and ineffective. This is unlike a family who loves you at your worst. So like family means literally everything. Yeah, I completely agree. And they're the people that you can turn to when everyone else turns you away because it's not that they're obligated, but in some senses they are to be there for you because you've done it for them. And I think that that's really powerful. But I also think that it's something that you can find in friendship as well. 
Yes, completely. And uh, people here in Yemen see the family as something extremely precious and respect the family. And also people here have the family as their target and purpose in life. So they work so hard in order to build a small family. Yeah, I think that that kind of rings true here in the U.S. too. Um, I know at least for me in college, I'm getting towards my upperclassmen years. And a lot of my friends or just people my age are talking about you know, we're going to graduate and then we're going to find a job and then we're going to settle down and start a family. And so I think it still is a target goal to create a unit like that. I just think that everyone's unit looks a little bit different. And I think a lot of that has to do with how free the society is in America, that people are allowed to do so many different things and make their own history and their own truth, that everyone's so different that they've made so many different versions of what that could look like. Um, yes, indeed. Here in Yemen, as respected to mentioned, really, they don't move out unless they get married. Then they can move out. Traditionally, adult children live in their parents' house until they are married. And if an adult child must move to a study or a job, they will usually return to their parents' home after just scholarship or contract is finished. Let me ask you, Ruby, how do people see the family in the U.S.? I think that just like in Yemen, we're a lot like that. But I do think that in the United States, there's not one distinct answer to that question. So the way that you are able to answer that generally for your country as a whole, I don't think that I'd be able to do the same thing because there's so many different considerations. Some people are more traditional in the same sense that you're talking about, similar to Yemeni culture, where they live with their parents until marriage. I have cousins who are like that, um, much like how my grandmother and her siblings grew up. However, in more recent decades, our culture has evolved into something that looks a lot different. And that includes people who move out before they're 18 and before they go to school, or people who live at home until they're 40, or people who move out until marriage. You kind of see almost everything because there's not really a dictation on what you can and can't do. That's really interesting, Ruby. Yeah, and education is a lot more available to women now. So they're not just going from secondary school to marriage. So for my grandmother, when she was younger, she couldn't go to nursing school. She couldn't do what she wanted in education because it wasn't available to her. So she got married at 17 and had children and moved out when that happened. But now there's a greater emphasis and availability to travel the world before settling down. And people go all over the country for college, myself as an example, to pursue higher education and their timeline of starting their own family is often more delayed than in past years or in other cultures. And so it doesn't look the same as going from your parents' house to that of your husband. Well, that's really nice, Ruby. I got it. It's really interesting. Yeah. And as far as family, they come like and where they come from, there's a spectrum of opinions on the significance of what it means. I have some friends who are so close with their families. They fly home from college for every holiday. They live there in the summers when they're not in school, much like how you explained in Yemen. However, I also have a lot of friends who have divorced parents that don't speak to their mom and dad or that only speak to one parent because one of their parents left. And so it doesn't look the same everywhere. Oh, that's a bit sad, but... Uh... But I guess it can happen. Yeah, I mean, I have family members who got pregnant in high school and they were 15 years old and they had to raise their child without its father. 
And in America, like that's an option. And so you can do things like collect child support and um, go to court. But at the end of the day, like it's not as common for families to stick together in the same traditional sense that you're talking about. But yes, uh, in Yemen here, we have the problem of early marriage as well. Like many women get married before 18 or even before 15. So that's a big topic, which I think needs a full episode to talk about. Yeah, I agree. And I think that it's important to look at, you know, how, when our brains actually mature and when we are actually ready to make a decision for life that's as important as marriage is. And luckily for some people, it works out. Um, I have family members who got married at 17 and have been married for over 50 years and they love their lives. But um, like my own mother was divorced twice. So it kind of, I guess you have to know yourself a little bit better, but I do think that that's a topic that does need a full episode. But um, back to the concept of family in the US, I have friends who consider their dog one of their siblings. And there are a range of situations, but one thing that all of them signify is that in America, there's no universal definition of family anymore. People do what works for them with what they're given, and freedom in the country allows for all different kinds of unique scenarios to unfold. That's very beautiful and interesting, Ruby. And I can notice the huge difference between our cultures. Is there, um, is there many people having kids without being married in the U.S.? So to speak in exact numbers, I have some statistics. And Legal Jobs published a statistic stating in 2020 that approximately 630,505 divorces were granted in America, meaning that 1.27 million people were divorced that year in 2020. And they also talked about how more couples are living together and deciding not to get married now. And this explains a lot of the children before marriage situation. And it's a great example of how far America has moved from the religious and traditional roots that it started with and that many countries still practice today. I think that a big part of these developments is that our democratic society and modern lifestyle, you know, there's no rules that restrict people from doing these things. And once they do, they can share it on a media platform, which normalizes it to others. And eventually all of these different lifestyles are so normalized that people consider them an option for themselves. Um, my parents, for example, are divorced and most of my friends' parents are also divorced. So growing up, it was normal for us to have to pack a bag from our one house and travel to the other house. And I also have friends whose parents never got married, but they're still together. And that's because they don't feel the need to put a certificate in front of their relationship. And also it's just scary to have another person tied to your financials, to your name. I have friends whose parents and divorces ripped them off of so much money. Like there's a lot of scary things that have happened. And I think that people are much more cautious now in order to avoid going through a difficult situation that could result from a failed marriage. It's really interesting, Ruby. I'm learning a lot from you about the U.S. The same for me, Rowan. And let's move to our student. And our first question was, define family and what does it mean to you? To me, family isn't just only blood. I think your best friend can become like your brother and your sister. And sometimes family members that are related by blood to you can hurt you extremely. And I'm a person who doesn't believe in the saying, 
oh, but they're your family, so you should keep them close or you should still respect them even if they hurt you and they're toxic. No, I think you should cut toxic people out of your life. So um, I think the beauty of growing up is that you, in a way, you can create your own family. If you get along well with your blood relatives, relatives, that's completely fine because I get along with my blood relatives. So they're going to be my family forever and I love them and I'm very grateful for them. But I've had friends who became like brothers and sisters along the way. Family means a lot to me. Maybe it means the world or more, especially when I am broken or I'm sad or I'm exhausted. Family means society. It means love and it means order. Um, I see family is uh, everything. Family means stability and responsibility. Uh, also means uh, being a, a real person who try to build the community. As they said, a good society comes from a good family. That's a really nice answer. I love how we identify family. I agree. And then we also asked, do you have expectations or dreams about the family that you might have in the future? What I really want is me, three children, and wife who live in a quiet area. I think a family can be just me with my pets, just me with my partner, just me with my kids, whether I'm a single mom or a married mom. I think families are different and everywhere around the world as you grow up. So, I mean, I would love to have a loving husband and get married and have kids. But yeah, my mental... Uh, health and my income stability comes first. So when I'm stable, then I look forward to having a family. I went to my family to be small away from the traditional society. I like my house to be uh, isolated from the city. I like quiet, which is why I want it to be a small and quiet family. I think that these were some great answers. And I know for me personally, talking about family like this has made me think about the one that I want to cultivate for myself in the future. And a lot of these answers are giving me some great ideas. And, you know, it's an exciting time to think about all of the love we get to foster and create in the future and what we learn from our own experience and how we're going to take that and apply it and do things differently for the future family that we get to have. Um, and as for me, I think that's all for today's episode. We sincerely thank all of the Arizona and Yemen students for participating in answering our questions, because without you, this wouldn't be possible. And we thank you for listening to our family podcast. Thanks a lot, Ruby, for joining me today. We hope our listeners enjoyed and learned something in you today. I did really enjoy with you, Ruby, and I liked also the topic of this episode. We invite you all to continue listening to the other Elgister podcast, which will be published in the future. And have a great day. Al Jazeera, The Bridge, is a collaboration among students and faculty from four public universities in Yemen and the faculty and students at the University of Arizona. They're participating in this nine-month cultural exchange project in Yemen and the U.S.